Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Napolitan. This show is for C-level executives, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers who have found success, but they don't have the life that they want. On this weekly show, we're going to be talking about business skills to have more business while we design our ideal life and have more life, more business, more life without sacrifice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. And today I have a guest, a special guest, a returning guest, Mr. Todd Walker. And he and I are going to talk about more business, more life and how the journey that we've spent together. And as we met about five years ago, and he started utilizing some of the teachings that I've that I've given. And now he even works with us on our team to teach these same lessons. We're going to illustrate how he's created more business and more life. He's on a a streak in his business and growing to the next level of his career while simultaneously having more time than ever with his family that he's created a whole food forest in his backyard. And he's yielding such harvest and bounty that he fills it with baskets to give to his neighbor and just that time. And, And here's one thing about this. He had to work through the guilt of being able to go play when it typically would have been a work day and then still be able to meet his personal goals in his business while having the life he wants with his family. How the heck did he do this? Let's talk about it. And we're going to talk a lot about food and growing stuff in your backyard as well. So let's go. Todd, welcome back to the show. I I, I just first want to express my gratitude having you be a part of the company you know, taking all of your talents over two decades of marketing experience, which you and I align on, plus that you have a film background, which which I also do. There's so many overlaps and that both of us want to consult and help our clients have more business and more life. I'm just uh, deeply grateful to have you part of this team, brother. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here and be a part of the team. It's fabulous. All of this stuff is, is coming to fruition. It's very exciting. Well, and that's, uh, that's it. Together is one of our core values and together we're able to uh, help more people. And I, I want to take the time today to kind of illustrate one of your successes. And this really comes back to more business, more life, because as when you and I first met over f- about five years ago, work was a big part of your life. There was a lot of stress. You were, you were, you know, you know, doing these things. And now, you know, some cool things have come into your life where you're able to grow your career, grow more success. We're, we're on the cusp of some amazing things together with the company. All these things are happening and you're able to still put that time in, but you're also able to, I guess, what other people would call hobbies. Um, and we could still possibly call it those words, but they're more integrated into your life. And so I wanted to talk on that and, and, and the areas, you know, you're starting to, you know, play music every week. And I think the bigger one is that you have a whole, what would you call it? Like a farm forest, uh, you know, like you're creating this whole ecosystem on your property and now being able to be with the dirt and to do farming. And, uh, and this is urban farming. You don't have a farm. It's not like you, you, you have acres. We're talking about a small lot but you've created this whole thing and it's part of your life. So that's what I wanted to highlight. So I guess, first off, was this like always a dream of yours or is this like a, you're like, you're shocked that you're now kind of like an urban farmer. Like, I'm just curious. Well, first to clarify the journey that I'm on currently would not have been possible without more business, more life. So just to be clear, I couldn't be doing the things that I am doing without knowing how to schedule my fun first without 
having control of my calendar without working on my business rather than in my business, working smarter, not harder. Uh, all of the things that we teach our clients, I, I have been putting into practice. So, and, and to answer that question, I never dreamed I, I would be a farmer, whether it's an urban farmer or a, a farmer with 10 acres or 20 acres. That was never a possibility. My children started to get interested and in, in joined 4-H. We had some backyard chickens. My wife and I had a small raised garden bed. Maybe we successfully growed some tomatoes, uh, some lettuce, things that we would try. Some years we were successful and some years we would have little to no harvest. So that was more of a har hobby. But lately, as we've been watching movies and documentaries, Kiss kiss the Soil, Kiss the Ground, The Biggest Little Farm, things like that were, were so inspiring. And right at the, it was almost a year ago where we had a 90-year-old oak tree fall down. Uh, it didn't fall down. It got sick. We wanted to have it trimmed. And the arborist came out and said, we have bad news. The tree has sudden oak death. And we had to make the decision quickly to get it cut down for the safety of our neighbors and, and our property and our house. And so it was a very sad day when that tree got removed uh, and cut. One of the things that we asked is if we could keep 100% of the tree on our property. And so then we had to figure out what to do with it. And so then we started studying uh, Hugel culture, uh, which is the practice of actually putting logs and branches into the soil so that the carbon could get sequestered back into the soil. And so we had thousands of pounds of wood and branches that were uh, ginormous and we didn't know what to do with it. So we started to build paths and we started to build and, and borders around areas where we could plant because we live on a hill. Uh, so not only are we in an urban setting, we have a, a small area of land and we're on a hill, right? And so there were a lot of factors in, in doing that. And so one of the things that you've always said and, and since we've known each other is that hiring a mentor is, is a, that's a big deal. And that's something that everybody should do. And so the family looked around and, and we looked for a permaculture instructor or, or mentor that was around us that could advise us and teach us and, and help us along this journey. And so we started taking a class at the College of Marin and, and we hired our teacher to help us and mentor us on what we should do. And it, it was amazing. It, it, it has become so exciting and so such an integral part of the entire family. So I have two kids. Uh, they are both out there. Uh, my wife and I are out there and, and we are learning so much and we're able to put these things that we've been seeing in these documentaries for years and things that have inspired us. Uh, we've been able to put them into practice. And so we've been learning about soil health, carbon sequestration, biomass, building up biomass, why tilling is bad how to do cover crops, what does chop and drop mean? And so it, it's been amazing to have, I, I think of it as a little experimental 
part of our land here that we're able to learn all of those things in practice. And it just keeps leading from one thing into another. First, we had to learn how to make our dirt hillside underneath this oak tree. Maybe weeds and some grass would grow because there wasn't sunlight. It was a 90-year-old tree. It was ginormous. And so, and so one of the problems that we were also having was when rain and water would come down, it would go into the cottage. We have another small dwelling at the bottom of the property. And a lot of problems we would have is the water would rush down the hill and then flood into the basement of the house. And so we spent a lot of money and a lot of time in building walls and drainage systems to handle all of this influx of water. And this winter we found none of the water came down. It all stayed in the land. And so with the areas that we set up with the Hugel culture and building up the biomass and all of these things, it it actually held the water. And then we started to learn what do we plant and where do we plant it? And in permaculture, there's seven layers that you plant, everything from giant trees to smaller bushes to plants on the ground to cover crop, crop smaller plants, and then ivy and things that actually grow up things. And so you, if you plan it correctly, you could use a small space and get so much out of it. And so first we started learning about the dirt. Then we started learning about what to plant and where to plant it. Then we started learning about, right now we're learning about beneficial insects and insects that aren't beneficial. And even to the point of, oh, look, that's, that's an insect that's not beneficial, but wait a second, there are eggs on its back. Don't kill that insect. Well, why wouldn't you want to? It's not a beneficial insect. Yeah, but it actually has wasp eggs on its back. If those hatch, then the wasp will hatch and those wasps will eat that insect. And so it, it's all about observation. And it, it really is teaching us to observe at a level that I've never observed before. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Now I'm a beekeeper. I know about soil health. Now I'm planting, I'm literally planting food in our food forest that I've never heard of before, ever jujubes, autumn olives, pink popcorn blueberries. There's so many things that we have in our yard that we're going to harvest that I have never had the opportunity to taste. I didn't even know it existed. And so the whole part of it is so exciting. Uh, first, we had sticks, then the sticks had leaves, then the, then the sticks had leaves and flowers. And now they have little buds of things that are coming that are going to turn into fruit and currants and elderberries and just amazing things that we get to be a part of the process of watching it grow and watching it through this entire process. And now we're at a stage where we are learning how to how to share with nature. So there are going to be squirrels and birds and snails that are going to want to share in our bounty. And so now we're learning how, how could we keep some of the stuff that we're growing and, and uh, how do we share it with uh, nature and, and, and we're going to have a bounty and we're already giving baskets 
to our neighbors that are full of quail eggs and nasturtiums, which they put on their salads to eat and hibiscus, which they can make tea out of and all kinds of lettuce and greens. And so just being able to go to your neighbor and share in the bounty and being like, here's eggs from our quail or our chickens. And here's some extra flowers that you could eat on your salad. And it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable and exciting. And I, I, every day, uh, the, the whole family is excited to go into the garden and see what's going on and, and, uh, how are the animals interacting and the, the feeding, the lettuces that are extra to the rabbits and the chickens and the carrot tops that are uh, going to the animals. And, uh, it's, it's literally like immersing yourself in, uh, an, in an experience that we've only been able to really see on TV or imagine what it's like. So it's been, uh, it's been quite a journey and it's, it is very exciting. And again, we wouldn't be able to do this stuff without the practices that you and I and the rest of the team are actually coaching people to do. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be possible. Yeah. And like, it's that more business, more life. That's why I wanted to share this topic. And I know we're getting deep into farming and, you know, the food forest and all these things, but think about, you even just said how immersed you are in the awareness of a whole new level of life that you wouldn't have thought of, like how the bugs are there and what bug eats what bug and how you can work together. But to be able to take pause, to be able, you know, so I just wanted to highlight that, that you've been able to financially build your business to a point where you can do that and have enough time to do this. And on a daily thing like those, I just pointing out those things and highlighting and echoing those things that you just said that you're like on a daily basis to go see what's happening in the garden, see what's happening because it's a constant place of growth. So there's change and you're living with this ecosystem and being able to take pause. I'm using that word deliberately to be and 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 uh, and be in that and and look at how much stuff you just listed off. I mean, it's like so many things, and to be able to have that bounty and give baskets away to your neighbor and all the uh, neighbors and have all this happen, and yet you're still building abundance in your life. It's not like you quit your job and you're doing this thing, quote unquote. Like you've you've integrated all of this into your life. That's why, you know, Giovanni and I always talk about, you know, Giovanni Casals also on our team. We always bring this up, you know, as a, instead of calling it the word balance, call it integration. Mm-hmm. You know, you're integrating your, the things you're doing as a consultant to help clients as a success coach for our, for our business together. And then you're also having all this time with your family creating this ecosystem that's giving cool uh, all this nourishment to your family and your and your learning about new things so i just want to honor that and and yes you're right it's about these principles that we that we've learned and we teach but i also want to honor you that you're doing it one thing i always say to all of our clients we have all these strategies we have all these ways to get our mindset wrapped around it and all those things but you still have to do it that's the catch right if you yeah. don't do it and and this is just uh you know, a celebration of you doing it. You've taken all the things that we teach, you've implemented them, they, they've been a success. And now you're able to do all these, these things in your life and have time to be a farmer. Like to be what Jenny, Jen, my wife, I still call her Jenny. Sometimes she likes to be called Jen now. So, you know, <laughs> life changes, our name changes sometimes, but Jen uh, always uh, illustrates these, uh, these moments in our 
in her life, uh, she calls it a gentleman's farmer, right? Like, so you're mm-hmm. not like a farmer every day. Like you wake up to farm, you are, uh, she, she read it somewhere that it's a gentleman's farmer. You're like, you, you have other ambitions in your life, but you have the farm, you know? So I feel like there you are, Mr. Todd Walker, a gentleman's farmer. <laughs> yeah. It's been really interesting to be on the journey and to actually practice, uh, to practice what I'm preaching. And that, that, that has been a journey in and of itself. Uh, uh, I, I, just to be vulnerable, um, in the beginning, it, it was hard to take myself away from the computer and to go do those other things. One, because I thought that I needed to be spending more time working from nine to five. You need to be working. You need to be behind the computer. You need to be working on your business. You need to be trying to make more money. And when I was able to actually plan my fun first, uh, one of the terms that, that we use, and actually work on my calendaring, that was the next level. But that, that didn't mean the journey was over because then I would get out there in the garden and I would feel guilty for being in the garden. And so the next level of working on that was to have the mindset and understand that I am putting it on my calendar. These are the things that I want and to honor that and to honor that just as much as I was honoring the meetings, honoring the deadlines, honoring all of that other business stuff. And so it has been both a journey of of learning to be a gentleman farmer, uh, but it was also quite a journey to be able to feel comfortable in doing things outside of work during typical work hours. That wasn't easy. That, that was, that, that took work. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to give a big shout out to Pro Audio Voices. They help me with all of my podcasts and Becky and her team are just amazing. I've known them for years, even before I started my podcast. And that's why she was my go-to because not only does she help me sound great and produces the podcast so it's easy for me, I can do what I do best. I do the speaking and the interviewing and then they do all that background work to help get the podcast out there in the right way with the highest quality. But on top of that, what makes it most critical to me, for those of you that know me, wow, clients are important. Wow, relationships are important. And working with Becky and her team is definitely wow. I get an amazing experience. I get to work with amazing people. A lot of love and hugs. Let's put it that way. So if you want to work with great people and you want to get a podcast out and you want to let go of all the technology and the way that it's recorded so you can do what you do best, then you definitely want to get a hold of Pro Audio Voices. And it's ProAudioVoices.com and you'll be able to reach Becky and her team and be able to let go of all that stuff so you can do what you do best and then delegate the rest. And that's that mindset because those are belief structures that... I believe if I don't work between these times, then I'm guilty, right? Because then that, that's that whole guilty feeling. You're like, oh, I'm I'm off work. I'm. It's kind of like cutting school. Like you're, oh, I, yeah. I skipped school today. I skipped work today. That's not okay, but it is okay. If you're getting the work done, and in fact, I would even propose, I would go as far to say when you take those days, you're actually going to be stronger at business. You're going to show mm-hmm. up differently. And this is what we've proven with dozens of companies now when leaders of businesses and anyone working in the business takes that extra time to recover 
recovery doesn't just happen when we get off work at five o'clock, go have dinner, rest on the couch for a few minutes, or maybe you do some yoga or whatever you do. Like you could do a lot of things to maybe improve that little bit of time you have. But when you actually take an extra day off here or a long weekend, or actually take a two week, three week, uh, or even a month off, which for some people is like unheard of, especially in the United States. I mean, a two week vacation is like long. A lot of people I know in the United States were lucky if you take a one week off here and there. But to take mm. that time off, and now I've taken 14 days with no, 15 days, 15 days, no phone, nothing, to complete disconnect. I've taken holidays over a month long, but then I won't be like completely disconnected from the phone. Maybe you'll have a little bit of work here and there, but you're gone from for six weeks, eight weeks. Um, these things were unheard of to me as well. Like there was a period of time I had no vacations, uh, living that way. And so- so I just wanted to further project what you're bringing up, Todd, is that yeah. one, we need to take this time for ourselves to recover, to think differently. It actually allows us to have the wisdom because of the pause to create, to create. Because when you're always go, 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 creation goes away, right? You're just doing. So the creative mind falls away. That creative yeah. mind is what gives us problem solving and all these things that then we can you know, move past challenges so much faster. And then it comes back to the word beliefs because we've created belief structures that if we do that, then we're guilty of not doing a good job. And then we don't give ourselves permission to pause, which then starts the process. So the first thing is to give yourself permission to pause so that you can actually recover, you can regroup, and you can have the creativity to solve problems faster. And so it does start with that. And it feels like an oxymoron because we often say, if you're working too hard, the first thing you need to do is take a break. <laughs> and, and people look at us and people look at me and they're like, what are you talking about, Steve? I have so much to do. How can I take a break? And that's exactly, I'm like, exactly. You take the break, you'll be able to solve the problem so much faster. And it and that takes some guts. It takes a little leap of faith and it takes working on our belief structure. And you've taken that progression and you're exactly right. You know, the first thing is giving yourself permission to do it, then continue to work through the beliefs so you don't feel guilty about it, and then just really owning it. And now look what you've been able to create, like a full-on bounty of a farm, plus the next level of your career, plus more time with your family, because now you're creating, you're co-creating this habitat together. What a celebration. What a celebration, mm. brother. Um, and with that, you know, coming to the close, I know we were going to have this be a shorter podcast, but I'm just really curious if somebody, and I don't know if you want to give maybe two points, uh, cause I kind of feel like I want to ask you two more questions. So I'll just go with it. Like one, if someone's out there and they are in that work mode nine to five, or even more than that, and they're not giving themselves, what's one thing you would say that helped you give yourself permission. And number two, what's, if someone does want to start some backyard farming, What's the first step? So it's kind of a first step if you want to get that inroad to get more time in your life. And then what would be a first step the, to start something in your backyard? Like how, do, how did you get started? So those two first things, if you, if you will. Yeah, a, a big step in question number one and getting that started was really understanding and setting up systems and processes so that I, I better understood what was going on, actually going on in my business. So uh, really getting to know it, setting up those systems and processes so that I, I was working smarter and not harder. 
right? And, and working on the business rather than, than in it. Uh, that, that helped me create more freedom and understanding within the business. So that actually when I started to work on my calendaring and owning my calendar rather than letting it own me, then it was, uh, it was much simpler to start to plan my fun first and, and really work on that calendaring. So, yes, yeah, so you would say, even though it's all systems, yeah, and which is true. And then that could be gigantic for people because it's like, oh, let me build the systems for my, my business. So, if you were to fractionalize that down to the smaller step, the first system you created was your calendar, the way that you ran your schedule, which inevitably that's that that ha- that creates all this other space because now you have a structure for how how your day is going to run with that yeah. because so that first step yeah. for you was creating a calendar system yep that then allowed you to run your business more efficiently in a fraction of the time yep. and then giving yourself that plan your fun first spots is that would that be accurate yeah i i was under the understanding that the more freedom i had on my calendar the more freedom I had in my life. And that was a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. And you mean open space, like yep. the more open space you had on your calendar, yep. the more freedom you had. And I felt the same. People started to make fun of me when I put everything on my calendar, like a, a date with my wife or going and playing with my kids or uh, doing this or working out or meditating and then, or having lunch even. Yep. I used yep. to miss lunches because I didn't have it on my calendar. Now it says go eat lunch. So then if I'm like, cause sometimes you're in such a motion that you look what's next on my calendar. And then uh, it's like nothing. Oh, check email. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, my next appointment. And I forgot to eat lunch. Now it says go eat lunch. You know, and it seems ridiculous, but it's not because now then it's like having a, you know, when you're a high level executive, when you've ever seen like in movies, they have a really powerhouse assistant that's saying, here's your next meeting. Here's this, here's that. You need this for your next meeting. Here's a gift for John that you're going to go meet, you know, like all those things. You can have that on your calendar and then you, uh, and almost anyone can afford this. Now we can have a digital calendar that gives us alarms. It tells us what to do. So you can actually have that, uh, pretty much every, uh, can have that now. You don't have to hire an employee to do that anymore. Yeah. It it really made a huge difference and shift in my thinking. The more, just like you said, I'm planning a hike with my wife and my dogs. I'm planning going to work out. I'm planning all of these things because if I don't put them on, they're, it's not going to, ha- it probably won't happen. Just honestly, it probably won't happen. And then you're letting life go to the the shiny object that's yep. there, whether that's an alarm from a client or uh, that we think is an alarm and most times not an alarm, by the way, and then all those other things. So I think, so I'm just going to, let's leave it at that. Like just getting the bearing on your calendar. And there's so many lessons. We even have a whole program called wow schedule. Yeah. If anybody wants to know more about that, just a quick plug, but it's so powerful. I'm not just putting it in there because I want to make money here. Yes, we charge for it, but that's, you have to pay to pay attention but it is uh, one of the things that changed my life. And that's why I created the program. And that's why Todd is, uh, you know, super active with the program as well. So, so yep. that is exactly that. So, okay. So our last thing, and, and then we'll wrap up for today. Okay. What, 
is the one thing if I want to start a backyard farm, because I know you have so many things now, what's the first thing, even if it's a baby step, what would you suggest someone that has a little bit of dirt or maybe you have a back patio, like anywhere, how do you, how do you start? Yes. And that's a great question because it starts with the dirt and never before have you been able to have so much information at the tip of your fingers. Every single night, my family sits down and we watch on YouTube something about what we're interested in or something about, you know, in particular to what we're experiencing out there. So what kind of soil should I use? What size planter should I use? How much compost versus how much soil? Does this blueberry need more acidic soil or, right? Maybe I have awful soil and I need to build it up. Oh, what should I plant in there that will actually, what's a cover crop? Why would I use a cover crop? Um, Even if you're planting herbs on the back deck, where do you put them? How much sun do they use? And so, we would literally, we're coming up with all of these questions every single day. Every single day we go out there. Uh, just yesterday we went out there. I saw a strawberry was eaten by a snail. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going to find out if there's something I could spray on the strawberry or maybe coat it with something, uh, mud or something. And then when it's ripe, I could wash it off maybe and then eat it. Or how could I deter the snail or do this, that, or the other. And so never before have I been able to answer all of my questions and find out what other people around the world, I'm watching farmers in New Zealand, Australia, home gardeners in Germany and England and all across the US. We've we've never had access to so much information and people are putting this out there and, and sharing all of their experiences. Oh, I planted these two close together last year and it was a mess. So this year I'm doing this. I didn't have enough water. We're in a drought. So this year I'm going to capture rainwater, right? So even if you don't have any dirt, you could do herbs in your backyard. You could do herbs in your windowsill. And so what herbs do you plant? What herbs do you use in your cooking? Start with those, oregano, thyme, rosemary. And so my answer to that is figure out what you would like. Do you, do you want to grow your own strawberries? Do you want to have some herbs? Uh, last night we had mint tea out of the mint garden. We had chocolate mint, we had spearmint, and then I think we had some like lemon balm that we put in there as well. And so it's, it's amazing. You literally can grow all of these things, uh, whether they're in small pots in your windowsill or out on your back deck or Uh, If you're in an apartment or condo, you know, out on the back area, or if you have a little bit of dirt in your backyard, just start with that and, and use that resource. Look it up. There are so many people that are sharing so much great information that, that we have access to. And like I said, we, we as a family use it every night and we're learning so much. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's so beautiful. And, And with purpose, So, you know, you're able to go learn that thing and then go try it out in your dirt right then. That's when the learning goes through the roof. They, they say the, there's, you know, the three levels of learning. They, uh, you know, if you want to learn something, read about it. 
or watch about it in your case. Right. And then, uh, and then if you want to get good at it, do it. And then you do it. And then if you want to uh, become an expert, teach it. And you got to do that a little bit. You got to share today. So, you know, it's, you know, the quicker you get to that teaching level, the quicker you become an expert, because now you're having to absorb that information, try that information. So then you can then start to to teach what you've been learning and what you've been experiencing. And I so appreciate it. I'm so grateful. You know, here we are. This is the expression of more business and more life. We get to have more life, literally, and you're creating life in your, in your backyard and, and making all this life, you like your house is uh, so come to life. I've seen some of the pictures. It's so beautiful to just see all that life grow and grow. And, and you're able to be coming into a pinnacle of your career at the same time. So it is really more business and more life. I've, I've just, I'm, you know, again, I think this podcast really today was a a celebration of, of all that you've accomplished here. And, and thank you for sharing and being vulnerable as always. And uh, I think uh, this has uh, been a beautiful segment here. So thank you so much, Todd, for being on the show today. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the show and thank you for partnering in this endeavor to help spread the word and get more people to have more life and more business. It's very exciting. I'm super glad to be here and I'm, Definitely glad to be a whole part of this uh, this endeavor. So thank you. It's beautiful. Together we can we can help more people and and even aid in our own lives together. So it's uh, it's an amazing an amazing thing. So I really hope this has been valuable for you today. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, let us know what was your biggest aha moment from the from this podcast. Let us know what you'd like to hear of more. And you bet we're going to have Todd back on. Mr. Todd Walker, we will have him on here. And so as he continues to learn in his backyard, he can share more with us. I know it's so fun. We have a little garden, nowhere near what Todd has, but it's so fun when you're eating your own collard greens or you're getting some tomatoes from your garden. There's just something special about watering that, planting it, watering it, caring for it, and then being able to consume that energy from there. So it's a circle of energy in that way. So please ask questions. Let us know. Todd and I are both active on our social media. So you know you can go to stevenopleton.com and you can uh, click on all of our social media, whatever flavor you like. We have almost all the social media flavors you can choose from. And as always, until our next show, remember to choose gratitude and create freedom. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.